To all you pseudo spitters, the sound is cool, but the trend I see is the truth is missing. missing. I feel the flow is stupid. You claim that the music's different. different. I guess it's all opinion, depending on who was listening. Yeah. So what's the word, y'all? It's KTR Score Podcast. Hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We are back in the building for episode seventy-eight of No Rose Podcast. Yes, that's right. Episode seventy-eight, live and direct. No Rose Podcast slash hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We are back. But before we dive into this episode, real quick, I gotta check in with my bros, and that is. Hard and Jabo himself and my brothers. How are y'all feeling today? Doing beautiful, man. How about y'all? It's a good day. Let's make this happen. That's right. It is a good day and a surprise. So let's get this show on the road. But before we get this show on the road, y'all, the listeners of the rest community, y'all gotta do this one small favor for me. And that is two follow us on all social media platforms, KCR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No Rose Podcast on all podcast platforms. We got Google Podcasts, got Spotify, we got Anchor, we got Apple Podcasts, got Poppy on everything. And don't forget to get that merch at ProRestTees.com slash KTR Podcast. Let's get in, let's go, let's get into the show. And when we're gonna start off this show, we're gonna start off with just right. We're gonna start off with my favorite woman in the wrestling industry right now, in the wrestling business, in the wrestling world, who is now with the World Wrestling Entertainment at the moment, and that is none other than the Miss Jay Cargill. Yes, yes, Miss Jay Cargill. Yes, it is. Man, missed her on TV because she was gone for a little minute. She had a little hiatus after losing the TVS championship, but she came back to fulfill her dues and get that rematch for that title with that other wrestling promotion that comes on on awkward days of Wednesdays and Saturdays and possibly Friday nights. Yes, AEW. And she did that, and she did for a bit. Not for a bit, but completely. Just to sign with somebody with bigger and better with a bigger bag. And that is with the WWE. For me, you need to know how I feel about Jay Cargill. I love her. She's number one on my list. You know, she's just she just boom. Like she she her being day, like now I I it's either Monday Night Raw or SmackDown for me is gonna be my favorite show. But she's number one. She, I finally found somebody that passed up Charlotte Flair for me now. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah, so she's my number one. How you feel about Bianca is how I feel about Jay. So yes, I am happy that Jay is with the WWE. But my brothers, how do y'all feel about the return of Miss Cargill and with her being on the World Wrestling Entertainment? We're going to start with you, Jay, folks. I know Jay Hard got stuff to say about this one. So, yeah, I'm going to start with you real quick. Tell me how you feel. Of course, I love the the opportunity for Jay Cargill to sign with the WWE. I, I'm still going to stay and when she signed with AEW, I was her biggest fan, and I got all kinds of hate. And look at what she's done. She became undefeated for 50-0 until she lost her belt with an undefeated reign, where now if you look at the TBS championship, you're only going to think of Jay Cargill because Jay Cargill pretty much became that championship. Uh, but, yeah, then she, you know, she stepped away, well-deserved, sat on vacation, came back, had her last match, cool. But now she signed back with the WWE. Of course, there's a lot of hype for her, but we've all seen it before where there's a lot of hype for a wrestler and doesn't turn out too well. Ooh, but regardless, we, 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 we're not, we're not going to compare it to no. that, that, that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're just we're just going to say that you know I have I have big hopes for Jay Cargill personally. 
Um, you know, she started off, she actually tried out for the WWE back in 2019. Um, that didn't, she didn't agree to the contract that she had, but she went out, she, she worked on herself, she got better, and she came back with a bigger bag. But me being the critic that I have to, uh, one thing I would like to see from Jay Cargill, um, I would like to see her expand her in-ring ability just a bit more. That's just me personally. Um, it's not saying that she's terrible in the ring because throughout KTR, everyone knows that I have been a supporter of her. And because I'm a supporter of her, I'm going to keep it real. She does great in the ring. She is a standard tall powerhouse, which is great. But I feel that she can do more. She's only been wrestling for about, what, five years in total now? So I, I know there's more that we can definitely get out of her. And I feel that if she does take this opportunity in the WWE, obviously to get the bag, but I, I feel she also has a more structured environment to be in to where she can try different things to expand her repertoire. So I, I have big hopes for Jay Cargill in the WWE. I, I, I think right. WWE Here we go. <laughs> like needs to be um, but not for the same reasons that Jay both stated. I think the exact opposite. I think that she's built for WWE. She doesn't need to expand anything. They're not built for most people to expand their repertoires. It's not what WWE wants. They want you to stick to the few moves, get the crowd familiar, get the crowd hot. And I feel like she's the perfect woman uh, with the perfect move set to do something like that. So I, th I think that it's, it's a good move for her, honestly. I mean, not as negative as you thought. You yeah, know? I'm kind of shocked. I thought I know this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> good move for her. I think, you know, I, I I expected her to spend more time with AEW because she won that one title, lost that one title, and didn't do anything else. But um, it's an interesting move, and I think that it's a good move for her in in particular. So I'm interested to see where it go. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm surprised. I, mean, I, I agree with more what he just said. I, I am. <laughs> flabbergasted for a bit, but at the same time, it's like, he's right. She does fit the dirty mode. It was so much attention behind her when she got signed. You know, it's crazy that all that happened for her. You know, everybody in the media picked her, picked her up. No. It was first, first reported by ESPN. The next thing you know, she had all this and that going on for her, like all the black media outlets out here and stuff like that, so... It's insane that this actually happened for us. So, like, I see a lot of good things happen for it, being a good brand ambassador for the uh, company, too, as well, making a lot of media appearances. So it, it works out in their favor. So I can't see – I can't wait to see what is in store for her. And, you know, she's going to beat Bianca, j and accept it. Oh, I, I'm okay with it. I am 1,000% okay with it. That's it. She's not better than Bianca. Oh, okay, okay. You're right. She's not better than her. No, I, I know athletically and as a wrestler, but she's going to beat Bianca. But if I beat Bianca, I still wouldn't be mad, even if Bianca is, is a far better in-ring athlete than her. I, I still yeah. don't hate play. Yeah, it, it, it's no lose-lose situation. It, everybody wins. So it's, a win -win, it's, all, yeah. it's a win-win, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of winning... I really don't know where I was going with this. It just—it sounded like a good segue. But now I'm thinking about it. I can think. I mean, we can talk about it because when it relates to titles, titles relate to championships. We're gonna talk about championships real quick. And my thing is, why is it that it appears that these NXT titles 
are on the main roster of WWE. It's throwing me off for a bit right now because we have Becky Lynch as the women's NXT champion. We have uh, Ray Mysterio's son as the North American champion currently. This might change after this episode. I don't know because they do fight in no mercy. And potentially the Heritage Cup could go to the main roster because Butch is wrestling for against Noam Dar at no mercy. So, like, all this might change. So, I'm trying to figure out what direction is NXT going with putting these championships on main roster people. You know, I'm, I'm confused. Which thing? NXT is not long for this world, my friend. All right. They aren't going to be um, televised at the very least. I do not believe that after their next television deal expires, I don't think that they're going to be on TV anymore. And I think that because of the merger, they're prepping for that. That's honestly the only logical reason that I can think of. Um, giving it to such high-profile individuals on the main roster is not going to do anything for people on NXT because those people on NXT are not being seen in the same ring with the people on the main roster, on the main roster shows. So it, it doesn't it doesn't help them. And I think that the point of that is because they are going to go back to a regular old developmental style um, once the merger takes full effect and NXT just won't have a place anymore. I I agree with Harv. Honestly, <laughs> that I, I've read uh, allegedly and I, I, I doubt how true it is, but, you know, there's an idea of they're putting on main roster stars and having them come over to NXT to sort of prove that, hey, NXT can still be seen as a liable brand. Um, that's why we have big stars like Becky Lynch come over. We have, you know, we they had Mustafa Ali, but we saw what happened with that. But yeah, you know, we're bringing other wrestlers down to show, hey, you know, we still care about this brand. But back to Har's point, you know, uh, from where it is now, unfortunately, the the future isn't too bright with it. the The unfortunate thing is they have to do these methods where they have to bring in these other wrestlers just to get more views or have people care about it like they used. And I'm not saying that there don't, because if you look at the the fanfare that takes place, at least on the interwebs or the wrestling community, like there's still a whole lot of love for NXT, which I'll acknowledge. However, if and this is my personal opinion, if NXT Black and Gold was still around, they wouldn't have to prove themselves as what they're doing now by bringing all these extra wrestlers to come down and bring in more views. They did all of it organically. Um, but the days of the black and gold obviously is gone. We we know that we are in the NXT 2.0 era, even though they don't call it 2.0 anymore. That, that's the era that we're in. Um, yeah, that that's why they're putting the titles on. They want to still kind of show that they mean something, but it's, mm -hmm. it's inevitable at this point where it's going. So with that, we see. So what happened between? The NXT black and gold compared to NXT 2.0. Why why do you think there's that difference right there? The difference is with NXT 2.0, they're bringing in wrestlers who are extremely fresh or former college athletes who may have not had a a long-term goal of being a wrestler, but you know, they can get into this field and see, you know, how far they go. Whether with NXT Black and Gold, you had wrestlers from 
other wrestling organizations, independents, people who live and breathe and, and bleed wrestling itself and bringing that passion and bringing it on a grander scale. So fans, we are more invested. The matches are, are better. You have people like, you know, uh, Road Dog, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. You had all these wrestling minds behind the scene that also, you know, uh, I guess, give more energy into the storylines. Like all of that obviously showed out to the fans of the product to what we see with takeovers with the main events with i mean i could start naming wrestlers but you all know that for yourself with nxt 2.0 you just got a bunch of young athletes who you know they can do the wwe style to eventually go to the main roster former nxt you didn't have to focus on going to the main roster because it was good as it was that was it so that that there's a major difference between the two. One of them was going to own the other one, which we see now. They're prepping it for the main roster. That's the difference. Yeah, anything else, that big horn? No, I agree with them. It's it's a it's a difference in talent, really. Um, they were recruiting people that already knew how to wrestle and just trying to adapt them to the WWE style. Now they're basically trying to home grow them. Um, which if we look back past. It, Last 10, almost 15 years now, the stars that lasted in WWE were the guys that came from the indies, not the guys that they tried to turn out themselves. So it's, it's laughable almost. Um, but we know WWE going to do what WWE want to do. And they made the deal with Endeavor or, or um, UFC, whatever you want to call it. And it's just saying things are going to be done different. I feel like they're going to go back down to more what FCW was. It's not going to be um, something that's highly televised, a crowd regularly is going to be more like house show type format. Um, this is going to downgrade. This is not going to be what we're used to now. But I also think that it's kind of going to backfire because I don't think WWE knows how to build homegrown stars anymore. They haven't in a very, very long time. Um, pretty much everybody in the bloodline, admittedly, is homegrown. That's about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess we and they shoved Roman Reigns down our throats until they got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all gonna take it? Y'all gonna like it? <laughs> y'all yeah, gonna take it? Now I was uh, campaigning for him to go heel a lot of Rock from the beginning. I kept saying that that was really the only way that he was gonna get over. They finally turned him heel, and it worked. Sometimes that's all that will work initially, uh, but I don't think they have the wherewithal to build somebody organic. Mm -hmm. after, the crowd either has to do it for them or they're going to have to go back down to the Indies eventually. But we'll see. Uh -huh. We will have to see. We will have to see. And speaking of the Indies, it's, it's quite ironic that you mentioned that because unfortunately, you know, it's around that time again where, you know, wrestlers unfortunately get released from their contractual uh, job with the WWE and or onto their future endeavors, which could be you know, wrestling the independent promotion, going to another major show, or where they, their heart desires. But we did have roster cuts that happened in the uh past week or weeks, I should say. There's rumors there, there are more to come, but currently, right now, the WWE superstars that have been released are Matt Riddle, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, Mustafa Ali, Emma, um, Rick Moss, Aaliyah, Top Dollar, Rick Boogs, Mace, Mansoor, Dana Brooke, Dabakato, Shanky, 
Um, Quincy Elliott, Bryson Montana, uh, Daniel McArthur, Alexis Gray, Brooklyn Barlow, and a couple others as well. I probably didn't list them, but yeah. And I feel they're on the NXT brand as well, the ones that did get released that I didn't mention. So how y'all feel about these releases? What What is one person out there list that you're surprised that got released? Shanky. Not Shanky. <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, realistically, that is that comes surprise because you know, rest like him is like, well, him, wait, did it say Mansoor too? Yep, Mansoor. Like, I'm surprised they got released because of the, their whole connection with you know, with them going to uh, what India Saudi Arabia or something like that when they wrestle overseas in that that grand spectacle show, and that's mm-hmm. like the the big draw for them and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that 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 came as surprise to me, if anything. No, Dolph Ziggler was really the biggest surprise to me. I'm, well, personally, because yeah, go ahead. You got it. You got it. I, I, I do get the surprise for most people because I'm not gonna lie. When I read the name, there was a level of surprise, but at the same time, it was sort of like the WWE wasn't doing anything with him uh, over the past. What I would argue. Let's see, 2013. I would say over the past seven ish years, they've done absolutely nothing with Dolph Ziggler. Even his NXT title reign, it was random number one, and then he lost it on a random Monday Night Raw to the same person he technically beat it from. So it was, it's a forgettable reign, to be honest. Um, I, and, I, and I think I said in our group chat, Dolph Ziggler should have left 10 years ago. He should have left 10 years ago, and he should have gone off and actually been the phenomenal wrestler that he is but don't get me wrong he stayed i'm pretty sure he got a good paycheck coming in uh for those 10 years between so i i i ain't knocking the guy it's just that they haven't been doing anything with him and if they was they were just gonna have lose to the next person we could argue well you know he'll help build up the next generation but i it, it wouldn't benefit Dolph Ziggler or the rest of his career so i'm 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 surprised but i i see it i see Dolph Ziggler Oh, yeah, I understand off going. That's not why I'm surprised. Like I said, I'm I'm surprised for the same reason that you said that you're not surprised that he's been there eight, nine years and they haven't done anything with him, but he survived every cut. Yeah, yeah. That's a surprise. That's funny. That's like funny. you said surprise. that one gif in the chat with little little baby Collins money said Dolph sick of making it every round. <laughs> I say I ain't mad at him because I that, that if I was in that same situation, that'll be me. I'm like, I'm here to just collect the check now. <laughs> and I don't blame him. I was just right. surprised to see his name when you right. see him survive every cut, knowing that they're not doing nothing for him and he's not doing nothing for them. And you expect yep. to see him in the cut when you finally see him get cut. It's just like, wow, they finally got him. Right? Because ain't, ain't like ain't in his forties right right now. Yeah. 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 See, look, he's he's smart. He was like, shoot, I'm I'm preserving my body. Probably I ain't worried about this. I'm still getting this. Six or seven figure contract money coming in. I ain't got to travel, so I ain't got to waste money on on these amenities stuff like that. Stay home and collect that bag, like yeah. And you yeah. never see Dickler in no mess, on right? Keep keep you his know, nose out of all situations and bad business and everything. He do his comedy stuff on the side, so he can collect collecting more pocket money. At the same like he's he, good. He was living up. He living the dream. He he, he fine. Yeah, I'm sure he ain't hurt behind it. Right. He like, all right. That's what he probably took it. <laughs> Shoot, like I said, for the past seven years collecting a check and probably wrestled like less than what uh 200 matches or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was doing all right. 
Right. You so. know, here, I will say there is one wrestler I am shocked on. It is Mustafa Ali, now that I think about Did it. Did he ask for his release, though? Yeah, yeah he's several times. Asked release, right. So, yeah, he asked It's just that he was in a storyline. He was going to have a match at No Mercy uh, on Saturday. And yeah. it's like, oh, well, shoot, change your plans. Granted, Trick Williams benefit out of this. Shout out to the boy. But yep. uh, that was a shock for me. Yeah, like Mustafa Ali, his, his whole situation confuses me. And I guess it's always going to be like that because it's probably stuff that we don't know behind the scenes that he probably hasn't revealed to us and that, that we just can't figure out. Because, like, with me, it's like he was always asking for it to, like, be released back then. Yeah. And they offered him a contract to come back, and he decided to come back. Uh, and that just kind of threw me off. Maybe because the whole thing, maybe because Triple H took over and we yeah. thought Vince Man was out. That could be a reason why. Then, like, Vince Man came back. He like, okay, F this. I'm, I'm, I want to leave again. So yeah, He was waiting for his contract to end at that point. Yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, he's back, so I'm, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. yeah, another one that surprised me though. Um, not as surprise. Well, it, it's it's a semi. It's a surprise. Top dollar, <laughs> like him getting released, but they they're keeping Ashanti did Adonis and B Fab. Like you know, like yeah. I'm. So that sounds like there's more involved that we don't know about. Yeah, like sometimes you can go over that top rope on the internet. They tired of botched dollar memes and all that. They they just had to cut it. It became too much for the social media team at WWE. Right, because I'm like they like they you get rid of like the the main person of Hit Row, the person that yeah. So I'm just like, so what's gonna happen now? Like, I we're gonna see like the rise of Ashanti the Adonis. We're gonna see something from B Fab, but I'm trying for what kind of thing they're gonna pull for him. You know, like storyline going going forward. If it's more cuts, like they say, we'll see. Remains yeah. to be seen. I ain't gonna say it, but like I said, something possible. Like I don't, I don't know. It just threw me off. Uh, the Elias release. I, I tell you how I feel about that. You made me cut my whole beard off. <laughs> you fire me. <laughs> Yeah. That's gonna be some problems. It's like it's like with the um, New York Yankees. You know they have a rule where you have to have a clean shaven face. That's the only team in baseball that has that. Now, if I had got traded to the Yankees and they cut me ten days later after I shaved my face, oh yeah, everybody getting sued because you make me cut, cut my whole facial hair off, then then fire me. You know, fun, fun fact for Elias, I know uh, the boy, y- y'all know this, but uh, Elias was actually uh, favored in my household. And when uh, my youngest was about to be, we was looking for a name that starts with an E. And so Elias showed up one night on Monday Night Raw with his kimono and his guitar. And that's that's what stuck out. And that's actually where we got our name for our youngest son. So that one hurt a little bit when Elias got cut. I, I ain't going to lie. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, but other than that, like, yeah, like, I'm dirty. it always hurts when seeing people get released and get fired. But unfortunately, like, that is a part of the business because that's the way they got to make room for future stars, you know, to come in and, you know, and they got to save money somehow, some way. So that, I guess that's the way to do it, you know. I'm not the business. I'm mean, a businessman, but I'm not a businessman. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, so that's how it's supposed to go. So 
I wanted. I just wanted to use that line. I don't know. Where you came. <laughs> yeah, you that one. There you Thank you. Appreciate. It. <laughs> Speaking of businesses, we're gonna talk about the. This is not even the business. <laughs> we, we're just gonna talk about the PWI five hundred real quick. <laughs> And we're just going to mention the top three, which are all former members of the Shield. And that is Seth Rollins being number one, Roman Reigns being number two, and John Moxley being number three, aka formerly known as Dean Ambrose. So, with the Shield, with the WWE's homegrown product being the top three wrestlers of the year, quote unquote, how do you feel about this? Do you think that was an accurate ranking for that? JR, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Give me that one more time. Who do we have? Number one, Seth Rollins. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, John Moxley. They, they, they were the top three wrestlers in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. No, uh, I is don't that know. what PWR stand for? Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. I was making sure I, I want to make sure I messed it up. I'm just saying the wheels <laughs> on my head. I don't agree with any of them being in the top three. I'm a Moxley fan. I know a lot of people aren't. And I believe Moxley has performed at a high level for a long time. I believe he's top five, um, but not top three at all. Uh, Roman Reigns, just because he's his character work, his in-ring work, everything's been phenomenal this year, but it's too little. He doesn't do enough to be that high, in my opinion. They're not going to have him out of the top ten because he's – Longest reigning champ, and he's actually really good at what he does, but he definitely shouldn't be uh, number two. And because I feel he like wrestle enough, huh? Because he doesn't wrestle enough. Well, I don't feel like he wrestles enough to be. Yeah, that that's why. That's why I was thinking why you say that. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he wrestles enough to be that high. And Seth Rollins, um, I really don't feel like he's wrestled at his highest potential in the past two three years. He's been more of a character than he has been uh, focusing oh, really? on his wrestling ability and yeah. showing out in his matches. So I, I disagree with all three, to be honest. Jabo. On a personal level, I agree with Harv, but on the criteria that they used to rate this, I I can I guess I can see how they got there. Um Harv, I don't know if you heard it earlier, but the criteria they used was win loss records, just one, quality of competition major feuds, so that plays a role, prominence within the promotion, so that's that's clearly where they got those three from, and overall wrestling ability. So if they're using all of those criteria put together, I mean, I, I guess I can see how they are that high. The only one I wouldn't necessarily agree with is John Moxley. Um, number four on the list was Gunther. I would have put Gunther before John Moxley in that case. How can you not agree with John Moxley? We always do this. This is the one. This is the one guy we we, we go in a circle about. Why? Why not? John Moxley has the the most, honestly, the most hard hitting, high profile matches in AEW consistently. So just because he make himself lead, that that's what puts him up there. That's not what I'm seeing. And then that's that that's nothing. He don't always make himself. Lead. I'm just talking. <laughs> I just to make him mad. I get it. No, you're not gonna make me mad because I get it. I've had these conversations before. He does a lot of unnecessary stuff because he's paying homage to where he came from, to people like Mick Foley, Terry Funk. That's that's just what he likes to do. That doesn't mean that he's not wrestling his ass off when he's out there. That doesn't mean over with the crowd. That doesn't mean that he's not executing. 
John Moxley is a top tier talent. Like I, I don't if, even if you don't like his style of wrestling, he is a top tier talent. It doesn't matter if you don't like what he does. Uh, and that's fine. I, I'm not saying that he's not a top tier talent. I'm not even saying that he only belongs in the top five. I'm saying who's next on the list as far as again, we're talking win loss records, championships won from July first of twenty twenty two to July 1st of 2023. If we're looking within that time frame, you're talking about, again, I'm, I'm only mentioning only the people, what, in the top five. We have somebody like Gunther who not only been consistent, who's been a champion, who defended his championship, who's put on matches where people will probably put off as throw-offs, but were equally, if not very entertaining, all within that time frame. So, again, it's not, it's not necessarily a knock to Moxley, but I'm just looking at the list, who comes first, who comes next, and that would be one of the changes I would make. I hear you. Fuck the criteria. All right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I hear you. I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. But Moxley, I feel like he deserved to be in the top before. If you're going by the criteria, I get it. But he's way better than what people give him credit for. Regardless. So who would your top three be? Me personally? Yep. I'd have uh, MJF up there. I'd have... Samoa Joe up higher. Samoa Joe will be in my top five this year. Samoa Joe was. What'd you say? 14. Samoa Joe was 14. Yeah, I felt like that was way too low for Samoa Joe. And Carmelo uh, Hayes is 13. I yeah. feel like Carmelo Hayes could have been higher. I'm not sure if top 10, definitely not top five, but he, for the criteria, I feel like he, he's. He could he's be a there. number nine and number eight. I also agree with Gunther. Gunther has been a one-man clinic for the past two years. So I agree. But MJF, I feel like, keeps getting robbed. Oh, I would have put MJF number one, in my opinion. Yeah. For July 1st of last year to July 1st of this year, oh, yeah, I would have definitely put him number one. No question. I would have put Jay Cargill in my number one, but that's just me. <laughs> just saying. Just putting it out there. Hmm. I think another person, in my opinion, who got robbed is Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy has been putting on tremendous matches in the past year when he was AEW International Champion. Granted, he's number eight, so he's not bad. It's just, I don't know, if we're talking about that last year, he, he's been doing terrific, but he put on that profile for people to see him. So, again... With that criteria, I guess it would make sense where he's at. But I think within the past year, he's definitely done a lot for him to be a bit higher on that list. By the way, MJF is number six that, uh, from the past year. You know who beat MJF, which in my opinion is a surprise, is that one crazy uh, high flyer that everyone loves, El Hio Del Vikingo. Yeah, he's a uh, number five. He beat MJF. Really? Yeah, that that's that's a big shock for me. D granted, I get the popularity he's had, but to beat MJF, that one I don't agree with. That don't make sense. He's been the most popular face and heel in his company in the last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, that that one threw me off, but hey, to, to each his own, I, I guess. That dude on commercials and stuff. His little commercial, his little Wingstop commercial with with Adam Cole is actually hilarious. I was surprised. It was he's about to be funny. in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be in the Von Eric movie. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what's, what's going on. <laughs> I don't make sense. Yeah, when as soon as you start reading it earlier, I, I didn't hear MJF in the first couple. And I was like, 
throw the list out. <laughs> that, don't, that don't make sense <laughs> to me. It don't. So here, oh. for the full 10, Seth Rollins was one, Romans was two, Moxie was three, Gunther was four, El Hio Del Vikingo is five, MJF is six, um, Okada is number seven, Orange Cassidy is eight, Josh Alexander was nine, and Cody Rhodes was ten. I feel like they just do a kind of name here because his name is Okada. Yeah, you, you, you can't have a top 10 without Okada. No matter I, what I know, that's why I feel like y'all just do Okada just because it's Okada. You know how I feel about him, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pray. That's it. Well, it is what it is with that, but they need to find a new ace soon. He getting old. He getting up there with uh, the one that was before him. They called Japanese John Cena. I always forget oh. his name. The one with the longer hair. Yeah, but uh, he's been extremely stiff lately. Oh, yeah. man. I can't remember his name. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to be oh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Tanahashi, yeah. Oh, man. Getting up there. <laughs> have no idea who it is. But with all that being said, that is all the time that we have for No Rose Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for showing up and showing out for us for this episode, episode 78. We appreciate y'all, all the love, all the fanfare and everything because without y'all, there will be no No Rose Podcast. But before we sign out, y'all got to do this one some prayer for us. And that is two follows on all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. No Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, No Rose Podcast on all podcast platforms. Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, our podcast, probably on everything. And don't forget to get that merch at ProWrestleTees.com slash KCR Podcast. Let's get in. Let's go. Let's get out of this show. This is episode 78. I hope it is. I ain't checked. 78, No Roast Podcast, hashtag KTR, and we are out. What should they do? <laughs> Big hard. Pump them numbers, baby. Let's get them numbers up. God damn it. That don't compute in my mind, I must be out of mind Black fist high, rally up before we out of time